0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk Okay said so, so what we were just discussing was um radio and you listen to radio plays in the car cuz like um we have Sirius XM radio in the car and you have a, there's a station what station is it what number 82 82 as old
1: classic radio classic
0: radio shows and we're not talking about like audio books that are read no, no. we're talking about like plays that are on the radio actual right?
1: shows well yeah it's the radio shows.
0: Yeah, and I've, I've actually seen footage of those radio shows being made, you know? I can't remember where, but, you know, they have, like, a man who does the foley effects when somebody mm-hmm. has to walk down a path. There's a man stepping in some cat litter or whatever. It, and they did all the sound effects on the fly with all different things. and And it's a... We were just saying it's like a lost art because it is, there's no need for it. it should anymore. come back.
1: I mean, I mean there is
0: need for it because you love it, right? But yeah, because we live in a visual everything. Like like we're just about to review a film. It's a visual medium. Um, we're very visual nowadays, aren't we? You know, uh, we, it seems old fashioned to listen to some people acting something out.
1: But it isn't because when you're listening, as long as you're not distracting yourself. It's fantastic. It's like your brain has to fill in everything they're telling you. And, you know, if they say, "Ooh, who's that lady walking across the street? You have to fill in all the details with your brain. And then it makes you a little more, makes me anymore, more engaged. Like, when I get in the car, usually I want it to be a like a horror story or a space story. Because, like, in the 1940s, they made loads of, like, space stories where you're listening and all of a sudden you realize that's they're on... Some unknown planet in another galaxy, and they've been stranded there. I mean this is like nineteen late thirties and forties and then you're like totally compelled be- I am because then they talk about certain technologies and you realize that was like eighty years ago, and they're talking about you know touch panels and video calls and things like that, and uh, satellite communications with earth and I don't know, it just really sparks your imagination. Whereas, you know, I love films, however, everything can be told to you in a flash of an instant, shooting it into your eye, and you don't you're kinda of, it's kinda of lazies you up where all you have left to do is understand the story, basically. There's nothing else to fill in, it's all done for you. So I think I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be. Like, why not have famous people I'm, I'm sure radio shows there is some if you look Twilight into it there'll Zone, be
0: um, people it be who famous. do it famous
1: like why isn't it like every morning you turn on the radio on your local station and they have bought the syndicated show that's an hour long and it's like just famous people who are doing well the Twilight Zone is already a thing where they have made episodes for the radio and it's like famous voices you will recognize and it's on the XM the book channel I think it is yeah and you listen, and I've seen all the Twilight Zones, and all of a sudden, you're listening to the script being read, right? and it's different, obviously they have to redo it so that it's describing things or whatever, and I just think it's, I think it's a great, I was gonna say a great new avenue, but it's not new great, at very all, old, but old. I think that people, you know, you really do have to be engaged with it though, you can't sit there and do all your other stuff because you'll miss things, but say you're laying out in the sun, which people don't do anymore, but gone with the radio days yeah not as many people the
0: uh, only radio play I've ever listened to in its entirety is War of the Worlds and most people probably have because I I
1: haven't
0: no I had the uh, I had it on cassette Um, when I very first got a cassette player back when I was a kid the first two cassettes I got was (laughs) War of the Worlds the radio play and meatloafs bat out of hell. <laughs> so very different Good
1: combination. Um,
0: but yeah, I listened to that War of the Worlds tape over and over and oh, over because right. it was like a cassette that I had and it is really good, you know. It's awesome. Wells reading it. It's it's if you go and read you know well yeah. everybody knows about the people thinking it was real because back then we didn't have any way to clarify anything. So right. it is a really fun one to listen to and it's probably on that channel at some point.
1: Um the guy Greg Bell who runs the thing, he's not It's like one of those obvious ones. He's more like to dig up all the old Burns and Allen shows. And I'm thinking, oh, they're going to run out eventually. But no, because radio was on from the early 1900s all the way up through, I think it was the early 1960s when radio shows stopped being made. So that's like 50 years. Right. That means every single day, hours and hours and hours with programming that miraculously was saved. Somehow recorded and saved and, you know, catalogued and now, you know, he can replay it all. So I don't think he'd go for that one necessarily.
0: Alright, so um that's our radio talk. Radio uh, talk.
1: <laughs> Speaking of things you only listen to, we are doing a radio yes, show right are. now. So it's we not just, it's not a loss of snapping podcast.
0: So it's Saturday, December the eighth, uh, two thousand and twelve. This is after the show number two hundred and fifty three the movie we're going to review this week what is after the show first Sid Talk what is is after the show tell the listeners you're putting me on the
1: spot it is (laughs) it is uh, you and me talking about a movie that we just saw so basically it's you and I after the show talking about a movie we are married and we used to always just talk about movies when we got done and then you decided why don't we just record this and let the whole world listen to us correct so So now every person in the whole world why do you keep looking at that
0: um, because you need to come a little bit more nearer the mic i'm noticing that you're about this big
1: i'm about this big but i'm always there there. you go that's (sighs) better. i don't it's annoying i can't sit that close
0: that's just how the mic. That's how the microphone. But I'm world
1: never works. this close. I don't know what you're talking about. You
0: just had a very small uh, thing, and I was a very
1: big thing. Fine. Did uh, I mention we're married? <laughs> so what were you saying? Clearly, that's it. We we're talking, and blah, blah. and now I have to sit with my face in the microphone. It's not that bad. Ugh. So uh, her
0: Continue. face. She's actually um,
1: <laughs> one foot away from yes, it. It's one one really annoying. One foot is the perfect distance. But it's uncomfortable, and I never sit that close. But,
0: but the listeners what are you talking won't be able about? to hear you. You'll sound like a little mouse, whereas I'll I sound like a booming louder. lion. Talk can... louder then and go over there a bit.
1: Okay, I'll talk louder. Project. I do project. Okay. <laughs> get on with it.
0: Well, we don't want little mouse, big lion. We want big what? lion, we want medium lion, and medium lion. Okay. That's audio talk.
1: Oh, I get it. <laughs>
0: Alright, so we're, the movie we're looking at this week is The Bond Legacy. This is a 2012 movie, um, and it's uh, released this Tuesday, coming up, on the 11th of December. So, you could buy it somebody for Christmas. <laughs> so, um, this is a PG-13. It's from our friends at Universal, and the, um, it's the Blu-ray, DVD, and Ultraviolet digital copy combo pack. And the tagline for the movie is, there was never just one, which is a good tagline. And it's from my friends at Universal, as I said, and you are going to give us a synopsis of The Bourne Legacy.
1: God, I have to tell you everything today. Well, The Bourne Legacy is not a continuation of what other people would say is The Bourne story. It is just part of the world where... Jason Bourne was part of a program where they're improving, you know, human performance and whatnot. And as, you know, as always with these kinds of things, government conspiracies and hidden plots to do things. And this is just part of that world. There's no real, to me, it's just part of it. There is no this movie, that movie, that movie. It's all the same world. And we just keep getting a glimpse into it.
0: Okay, so um, let's uh, just off the top talk about spoilers Don't listen to this if you've not seen any of the Bond movies, first (laughs) off. We have reviewed the last three Bond movies. We watched. Go watch
1: all four of them.
0: Watch all four of them and then come back. back. Because we did review the last three. We reviewed the trilogy box set. So um, there is an after the show. If I was um, prepared enough, I would have told you what number to go back. But go back through the archives, you'll find it. Um, So, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. (laughs) All right, so on to the uh, movie. The Bourne Legacy. So, I was—I'm a massive fan of um, the Bourne movies. I think they're some of the best mo- um action slash spy espionage, conspiracy movies there are. And a lot of that was to do with Matt Damon. I, th- I think, because he's re- he was really good in them. But then again, they did have a good cast. Yeah. But Always. Matt Damon was, I think, amazing in all three of them. And I loved the story and I loved how the third one ended. And I couldn't see, you know, without Matt Damon how the story could continue. Because they they really wrapped it up in that third movie. They did wrap up the Treadstone part of the movie. Part of this universe. Now, this movie takes place at the same time as the third movie. So it's like it's during the third movie In fact there are scenes From the third movie In this movie So it takes place Parallel to it It's Other things happening While that movie's happening Which I thought was An ingenious way Of continuing it Because I didn't expect that Because I said to you This morning I wonder if it's a it prequel It didn't
1: have any impact On me because I couldn't Remember it's been so long There were
0: scenes That were so iconic You couldn't forget them, Especially like The reporter getting shot but
1: I don't remember that, that
0: was a whole, That was one of the Biggest scenes of the Third movie In the train station With the sniper
1: Right And I don't... didn't remember it.
0: Right, and you also... What was it the other week you were saying you didn't remember? (laughs) Batman. (laughs) You do not remember Batman, did you? Yeah, but
1: you act like I'm an idiot because I don't remember these things. I don't pay that as close attention, maybe, as you do. I don't know what it is, but...
0: Alright, well, you forgot I didn't. So those scenes are super iconic to me. And they do show you those scenes. So immediately when I saw that report, I knew exactly where we were in the timeline. And exactly what was going on. You said you were confused.
1: Yeah, I was confused.
0: Um, you're not pointing towards the microphone.
1: I know, I'm, I'm fixing this. Oh. So, go on. <laughs> well, I'm asking you. What? You said you said I'm confused. I yeah, was confused. Well, well, well,
0: elaborate but on the confusion. But i got to fix this
1: or it's going to go off. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, will, I will elaborate on your confusion. Okay, here. yeah. I, even though I don't know what the confusion was. Um, you were confused because you didn't know the plot of the third movie.
1: No, I understood it. This time, what I'm always confused about is, okay, first of all, with this one, w- um, what's the big panic about? These two dudes are on a video, and now they're gonna say, th- what? That I got confused. Like, who gives a shit? Like, why is it? Why did this shit hit the fan? Like, yes, they're going to have a congressional hearing, and she might go and talk about a bunch of stuff that yeah. is going on. Okay, then, but everybody panics, then you're introduced to a bunch of stuff we didn't know about, a bunch of other, like, you've got out, uh, Outcome, and you've got Lex, or Lynx or Lax or yep. whatever it's called, and then it's like... Well, you just then, introduced
0: that, that Treadstone isn't the only project that's going on.
1: Right, and now, that's it. Kill it all. And I don't understand what the panic is about. Like, I don't get it. Why is it, it's a worldwide thing... It's very important. We get introduced to the idea. the The concept is like we've got these super soldiery guys who are in all all kinds of agencies all but over the world. it's
0: in- inhumane. What? What they're actually doing? I don't want to spoil all of it. But what they're actually doing? You shouldn't be doing. It's not.
1: Yeah, but why is that? Why is this thing of her going? Why is that causing them so much? She, because rape? she's
0: the. Crack catalyst for the third movie why it all gets ripped open because she decides enough is enough I'm going to tell tell. well I'm going to tell Jason Bond first off what right. exactly I'll lead him to exactly his outcome she leads him there he gets told exactly what he is <clears throat> and then realizes the whole thing. And then, if you remember, at the end, he...
1: Right, but if they're so powerful, this is where it kind of fell apart for me, that's why I got confused, thinking, well, maybe I missed something. If they're so powerful that they've been able to have these programs for so long already, and they truly have resources all over the world, obviously every agent has instantly got his passports, his money, his everything ready at a moment's notice. Oh, yeah. They know how to survive everywhere. Then how can this one thing... Well, it's bring not the, the whole
0: thing it's the whole thing like the whole secret is oh. right
1: then kill her
0: like it's so simple you kill other yeah, but people but there's, there's not just her right
1: she's the only one that's going to testify that they're worried about I mean
0: about. they killed the they killed the guy the guy in the train station who was right in the story about Treadstone right.
1: right right killed him kill her and then you're done right but then there's but like she already
0: went public
1: not fully there's no they haven't addressed that well, they pub- haven't-
0: well it is at the end of this movie that she's went public Right. So when you go public, you can't just assassinate somebody.
1: Well, it'd be it be deemed
0: be suspicious, right?
1: Yeah, but she'd be dead, and then you would. But they're not going to worry about it, are they? Like kill her, and then but. So right, but then, we also
0: got a story to sustain here. Right? I
1: know, but that confused. The reason I was confused is because I thought I missed something because it doesn't make sense to me that that would throw the entire thing into this like crazy ballistic. Oh my God, we've got to kill everybody. Thing. And then I thought, well, I miss, did, I miss, did, I miss, did I miss a whole section? Oh, it must be overlapping with the other movie. Which I don't remember every detail from. Therefore, I'm missing something. Then I was like, okay, well, I get that everybody has to die, and I'm, you know, filling in the gaps. Obviously, we're finding out more about the program, just a tiny bit. This movie, is not exactly this. Uh, this movie is mostly just fighting. It's not and exactly
0: uh, above the law. The, the, even though it's the government. Running this sure. uh, clandestine thing, it's not exactly legal, is it? A lot of the stuff they're doing.
1: Right, but this movie doesn't really dress anything at all. It's got a little slice of time.
0: Yeah, I don't think this movie. That if I have a problem with this movie, and I thought this movie was great actually, it's a, it's another longish movie, two hours and two and a half hours almost, um, and it spends a quite a bit of the time at the beginning setting up the story. And if you're not paying attention, yes, you might get lost. And if you haven't seen the other Bourne movies, yes, you could follow this one, but it's better you did see at least the Ultimatum.
1: It wasn't that I wasn't paying attention, though.
0: No, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about a viewer in general. It's better you have at least seen the Bourne Ultimatum. It might not matter about the first two. I but should I- have
1: just watched it yesterday then, because that's where I got confused. Well, I didn't
0: know you needed to see the Ultimatum. I didn't and the Ultimatum was fresh in my mind, actually, only because this morning I went and read the Wikipedia page for mm-hmm. the Ultimatum and uh, got all. I mean, I we seen The Ultimatum not that long ago, but we wa- rewatched it. But I went and read the Wikipedia page just in case names were... Uh, when we started watching this... So you this thought things, that
1: would work for you, but that I would did. be fine. No,
0: well, I read <laughs> it to you this morning when I got up. I was reading you the end of... I came in here and I read and you were in there and I was yelling it to you. And
1: just you were, a little tiny bit, but not yeah, the all the stuff, though. That's what I get confused. Right, so... All the agencies, all the people. No, I
0: like how complex the plot is in the in these Bourne movies, and it always has been. You gotta it's not the kind of movie you can walk away from for five minutes and come back and know what was going on. You've gotta have every beat of the whole thing, right? Now what I really liked about this one was uh I was a bit scared that like Jason Bourne's not gonna be in this one so it's just gonna be some spin-off y kind of weak version of Bourne. And it is kind of like that. It is a little bit weaker than than the story past because they do introduce almost a I mean it's almost a sci-fi kind of I know it's based they say it's based in reality but you know to this blues and greens thing the the drug element that's been introduced this time it's a little bit more far-fetched than the other Bourne with Jason because Jason Barnes was pretty grounded right. He wasn't having to take these drugs and stuff. He wasn't part of this program. This program's a new program we're introduced to. Just
1: well, so... he was a the pilot. They said that was he was, beginning. but he
0: didn't do the drugs.
1: I know that's because that's that was the beginning where they tried to right. Only but
0: do what it. I'm saying is this one. It's a totally different setup. You've got to get you've got to get into this. Oh yeah, they need to take these drugs. This is how they are better than other people. Jason Barnes is just a badass, right? He was trained to be a badass,
1: right? But his weakness was they could only program his mind from the outside. Right. They couldn't do anything for me genetically. So right. that the and next this is step a genetic. Is, right. Um so it's the same thing as they just added an element. A layer right?
0: on top to make it more
1: But I don't think it's science fiction. I think it's quite grounded if you think about you know, the potential for increasing your ability to learn and your ability to main uh,
0: No that's all cool and everything, but I'd like to, I'd like more um, set up and yes this might end up being a trilogy and we'll get to know more as it goes along now if I have a problem this movie's really good well paced really good action everything like that right but I have a problem with it in that when the ending came I I sat in my seat and I felt like completely underwhelmed like <laughs> like the ending was just sprung upon there isn't really an ending let me say it's not it's not real I said to you well that's obviously there's obviously more mm-hmm. It's a setup for another one, right? And um, it's too
1: obvious that it's a setup. It That's is, the problem. And, and I feel a, a little, little lazy. bit. I feel
0: a little bit underwhelmed when the when the ending occurs, and I'm like, okay, this was going to be. I was. I'm really where they're going and what's happening just in that moment. I'm like ready for another half an hour, yep. twenty, uh, you know, forty-five Absolutely. minutes of action and adventure. But then it's just knocked on the head, and, and the camera pulls out, and the credits roll. So I felt a little bit underwhelmed at the end, and then I had to think back a little bit and go, "No, it was a really great ride to get to that point, but it just it felt like it ended in the middle of a movie to me. Like, like it, it I would have liked more. Um, yes, there was a the signature Bond chase sequence. Um,
1: the whole thing is a big chase. It is well. Here's how I saw the movie: the mo- the story part, and introducing the characters and explaining something to us, maybe about. Seven percent. The rest of it is all chase, fight, chase, fight, chase, fight, chase, fight. With a little bit of, of all information. I, like. I feel like there's more character I mean this one has good between these two people we meet. But I feel like anytime you've got the origins of a story, like we're new to the whole born thing in the first movie. So everyone we meet, the government officials, the everyone higher up, we have to start we're introduced to the idea that this person can be trusted. This person might not be trusted. Oh, this person's part of the conspiracy. By now, every government, every dude you see in a suit and tie, you think, is part of the conspiracy. Yeah. So you're over that part. There's nothing new there. So you're, that part doesn't mean anything. Because you're already assuming they want to cover their own ass. They want to keep their program going. Or they want to hide everything from the world and keep doing what they're doing. So that part, you know, we meet Edward Norton, but he's just like all the others. He just wants to bring it all down, and that's it. Like you have to clean have a, the world.
0: He was the the heavy they call that guy, and it, and it, he that he's in guy charge is of, yeah. played by Jason Strathern in the first one, and who was in the second one. He's really good in the second one. Don't they always have the guy who has to command the command center, yeah, and tell yeah you got to take this, out, yeah. you got to do that, yeah. So
1: right, but we've already met this character, but that's yeah, not it's just Norton. a
0: different version of him, yeah? right.
1: So that part's nothing new. So you're not sparking anything new in your mind. The adventure of going around the world was very limited this time. We went to two places essentially, Manila, and it was cold in one place. And that was about it as far as exotic kind of things going on in the other Bourne movies. I'm not. I'm not usually a comparer, but because I see it as all one big story, then I'm looking at it like it's as if the first one was the first portion, you know. So I'm thinking, wow, throughout this big movie, we've got all these places, but in this last section, uh, it's pretty limited. So that's not sparking anything new to me. I'm not seeing loads of like exciting different places. I understand that our lead character is going to be some sort of like um extra something. He's going to be really clever. He's going to be really good at everything. So the one thing I did really like about it besides Rachel Vice which I really like her but is that you're getting to see a bit of the weakness and the fact that it's called the born legacy is that the legacy of these people all being manipulated and whatnot is now we're going to see a little bit of the downside as an individual who's been a little bit genetically messed with what what else can happen he's not just superman so the frailty came in a little bit, and I always like that, like with Bond on Die Another Day, where he's down and out and got the shit beat out of him, and he's got no money. Yeah, and there's also a portion yeah.
0: of this movie where he's sick, right? Exactly. So, it, so you got a weakness. cripples his uh, exactly. superhero abilities. So which that was
1: new, good. a newish thing to kind of interest you and kind of pull me into a little more. She was really good because she's not the, you know, all the women are very different throughout all the Born sections of this story. And I think she's an excellent part of it. Because when you think of all these programs in reality, it's a big bureaucracy.
0: Do you know... um You know
1: what I mean? It's not a big conspiracy with all kinds of spies and cool shit. There are people just working in offices who just happen to be part of it. She's a geneticist. She's part of the bigger picture. But she doesn't know... She doesn't know that some of these guys are assassins and some of them are spies. I mean, she only knows for part of it.
0: I like the uh part in Revenge of the Sith where they execute that order to take down the
1: Yeah, that's what it feels they like.
0: Execute the order Absolutely. in this. And they execute the order in the original Born too. 66, wasn't it?
1: Order 66. You know when
0: they execute it, the original Born has yeah. that moment. This has that moment. Really cleverly done in this moment too. I loved the way they Change the
1: mm-hmm. yeah medicine. <laughs> Even though you don't understand what the hell's going on because that's not explained at all, but it makes you just total have to sense. Go along with it. It does. They pull all these
0: good. agents in and say, "You need. You, we need to change your medication." Yeah. And then when they change it,
1: but that's the thing. That's new because we have no idea that that existed till now. So no. that's a new element. No, in the but story.
0: It, I love the way that was executed because it's like. It was like um, that yeah. moment from Star Wars. I was like, "Yeah, this you is." You feel
1: a bit of like, "Oh dear, something bad." And what's happen. awesome,
0: all, all, also awesome about that sequence is you're introduced in a two-minute segment to these other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: who are other
1: disposable,
0: other people, <laughs> yeah, but disposable, but trained people who are who could have their own stories, but in a second they're all off. Like, I, I really like that kind of a. Uh, because they they could all have a, as interesting story as Aaron or Jason, right? These people and the the lady from absolutely Singapore or wherever it was. So it, yeah, it, I liked. I thought it was a really intelligent story.
1: But that that was, you said it there, that kind of put your, my finger on a finger on what could be improved. That two minute slice. As as we've seen earlier in the story back when Jason was, were meeting Clive Owen and all those, they extended each of those little segments. We got to know the guy with the really blonde hair, not know him, but we drew out a little bit more about, and then even when you went around the world, there were dudes who were chasing him down, yeah. get a little more time with them. Yeah. So if you introduce me to more of them, instead of just boom, 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 like it. We oh well, we need to show somehow that there's other agents and we've we've put in a thing to eliminate everybody. See the everybody. ultimate
0: um, bad guy in this movie was was quite good, but ultimately he doesn't match up to somebody like Clive Owen to me because he's faceless almost. Yep, yep. It's like oh here's yep. the guy.
1: That's what I'm saying. We and get, then he's running. Exactly. <laughs> lots and lots of running. Yeah, but and you know, but you know, know like
0: there's no build up to that no. guy. There's the guy who's going to be chasing. We him.
1: don't even get his dossier. We don't get um we don't get to see him in any other situation. We don't get to see him. You know, and that's like the guy with the cabin. Again, we it was all like you know me. I'm not a fan of chases and a big of car fight scenes. However, the Bourne movies have always made me go, "Whoa." I like this car chase. Ooh, that's a really good fight. And
0: it was a good chase. It well.
1: was kind of good, but it went on too long for me. So the minutes that they took up doing those things could have been made into more. Give me a look, show me that really cool guy from the motorcycle on another assignment or dealing with someone outside of this story, so I can be convinced, not just from one little sentence which they say about the the new what his Chester. project is. Yeah, that one sentence of about how he's different from the others. That's it. I don't get any attachment to him or fear of him at all. He just instantly and the, becomes...
0: And to be honest, in the first Bond, when they do introduce the killers who have to go out after him, and this is uh, several of them, right? I don't three I or four. that many, but... But they, they show you them, and then they show you them going to get set up to go and take him
1: and you get a little connection with him
0: it's it is only little though it's littler than we might than I thinking of it it's fairly little but yeah in this one he's disposable that guy yeah, because yeah so good he felt like a bon, like a Bond villain to me without any build up
1: he felt like he felt like a Bond villain's thug like Jaws he didn't feel like even Jaws has more personality yeah. obviously because he is what he is and this guy had so much potential this guy is literally
0: the Terminator he just keeps coming, mechanic, keeps yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how I kept seeing it. And it felt a
1: little ridiculous after a few minutes, and I just wanted that part to end, and I felt bad. I would rather have had them have one of those intense moments where they're both trapped in a room, and then they sort of expose each other or have something go on. Like in the cabin, that was fair enough. There was a little bit of exchange, but it wasn't hokey, and it wasn't too explaining. It was just... You know, my thing about connecting with people, and that goes for bad guys too. I need to feel something, either some sympathy for them, because, oh, well, shit, they they have a reason for being bad, or a, like, oh my god, he's so scary. This guy really,
0: really wasn't a bad guy in the traditional sense. He was just a... On a mission. Yeah. Not... Because he could be fairly... I mean, it he doesn't mean he's significant. He's It'd just be awesome programmed to and, see a
1: movie with just him yeah. as the agent. Because the concept yeah, of his... Yeah, that's
0: what I mean. Any, anybody we're introduced to in these Bond films who we know are actually part of the program are, are all going to have their own story, right? We, we know. But yeah, we're never introduced to it. They just never... Not enough. But, saying that, I really like this movie. I just feel that once there's another one of these, the next one... Back to back, they should be watched. Because I just felt like I was at the middle of a movie. And this was a longish movie. And I felt like I'd only just started watching it. And where's the rest of it? That's how I felt. And
1: although I didn't agree with their... I don't mind an open end. That doesn't bother me. But I was actually ready for it to be over. Because I was like, oh my god, please not another chase scene. I wanted another... Please not another fight scene. 45 minutes of it. I want content. Not... Da, 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 da. I want some content, and that was what I was missing. And I thought I'm not going to get this, and so oh my god, am I going to have to live through another <laughs> live through it like it's killing me? But that oh, was, no, like, I I was saw nothing
0: like that. I, I actually think it's because really it's high
1: quality. Good. Oh, Everything really about good, it's yeah. really good quality. I actually
0: don't think it feels out. The fight out of wasn't place as intense
1: though as like other. They're intense, but they added too many sound effects this time. You know how original born fights. It's like. I'm convinced they're having a knockdown drag out. This time it's way more choreographed than usual. And although they're cool because the one where he slows down and they're really cool. Like you're like, oh, great. I've never seen that before.
0: I I like, I like one of my favorite sequences of this movie is the shooter in the laboratory.
1: Oh yeah. See, that's a good one because it tells you part of the story. Yeah. Like you're engaged in like, oh crap, what's going on? Although I don't understand what he's... Why he... We have no idea why he did it.
0: Well, like, he's part of... But
1: we don't know that. He's been you given his to, orders. Yeah. You just have to guess. Yeah, yeah. But she had a theory as well. Maybe he's been exposed to Yeah,
0: something. I don't think so, though.
1: Yeah, but we don't know. That's right. my point. We don't know Well, later, there,
0: there's something that could be answered in the future, right? Yeah. Because they could explain that away later. But yeah, in this, it, as far as you as a viewer, you have to go either A, he was given his orders, or B, he was what she said.
1: Right, and I don't... I don't find that very good storytelling because not that That's I mean everything played That's why I feel it's part
0: me. of a bigger thing, this. of You know, this is a franchise, as we know. We've, we've had three born movies, and this ain't where it stops. It's, it's quite obvious by how this ends, right? So I think they're thinking about big picture, like, we only let you see so much this time and then more and then more, right? The same as they did in the first films, which actually worked very well for the first films because you know very little after the end of that first film still right and then the second one you start to, it starts to unravel in the second one quite a lot and then the third one obviously everything's told to you
1: maybe that's the problem then i know it I, we get it we get the big picture but the- what else what else can be bigger other than complete dismantling and the public knowing what else is there? How much bigger can it and get? And that's where
0: the clever storytelling should come in—something that we don't expect. But
1: using a whole movie just to bridge the gap—that's
0: what they do. Isn't there. reasonable? That's what it feels like to me. That's what they did. They—they're having a new version of Bond. Obviously, this is it. But we need to bridge it from the old one to the. And yes, in this one, there are plenty of references to Jason Bourne, sure. pictures of Jason Bourne. We have to kind of get the audience you know through and, oh, see, then, I disagree. and then we don't have to mention him again after the after that
1: see i disagree because i think it all i mean the movie's still called the born legacy so i think it all has to be continuously tied to the original thing the original idea started with people like jason Bourne. he wasn't the only one obviously but he was one of the very very first so the entire how about they thing, take the word born out of the next movie then but why? Because he's part of the entire story.
0: Because we're going forward and not dwelling on the old story.
1: Okay, I just don't... I don't see what you mean by the old story. The whole story the, is... The,
0: the original trilogy.
1: Yeah, but the whole story is that there's this secret... There is, Im- but
0: Barnes' thing, what he was part of, is inconsequential compared to... Whatever this next version is, these these two things that we're we're um, privy to in this new one, there are two dossiers, right? Mm-hmm. Two dossiers. A, yeah, one, two, two organizations. One of them's the one that um, Aaron is part of, and then there's this other one that isn't explained to us fully. They just keep showing the name of it. Is that that one is obviously full of secrets that we need to know yet? So I see it moving on past this guy's thing to something even. Bigger than this one, you get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but I don't. I see it as all the same thing.
0: It's all the same thing. What I'm saying is they're bridging the gap of the
1: I know ball you're saying. movies I mean, to this new. What I mean is, you still have to have the Jason Bourne, not him, not no, because of him.
0: You don't need to ever the have, program, have Jason Bourne. I don't Bourne mean again. him.
1: I mean the program started, and he just happened to be there, one of the dudes. So in order, because the whole idea is this secret thing going on. It's all that. Not just like, oh, in this episode we see this and in this. Episode, it's all the same thing. So I think that it's vital if you're going to dismantle, like pull it all down eventually. It has to go all the way back to the very roots again. Always remind, you know, keep us in touch with the guys who started it, the idea that started it, all of that. I feel like that's all part of It's like reading a great big novel. Then
0: the big reveal at the very, very, very end is Jason Bourne is the <laughs> pa- is actually the creator of it all, but he was just playing the game somehow. Oh, right. Do you know what? Like, he's the big man in the, you know... Right. But no, that won't be it. But what I'm I'm saying is um, I liked how they bridged it. And I do look forward to seeing more episodes in this.
1: So you still see it? I don't see it that way at all, but I just feel like it's more of the same story. No, because... You don't have to usher me into a new era because I get it.
0: I actually don't think... You need to have seen those movies at all. If you came in at this point, yes, you would be confused with some of the mentionings of things. But it's done so vaguely that you would just go, oh, Treadstone is just something that was uncovered. If you
1: came in on this movie, it would be absolutely empty. There would be nothing there to give you the history to understand any of the impact of it anything so i think i think i disagree with you which is not a surprise i think it's all together so you need to see them all
0: but unfortunately for me like i really really loved it but unfortunately i i think it would be a better movie with another one that butts up against it like i can turn the next one on straight after it i think it would be better to watch that way How about and i would just
1: make this one better
0: No, I I think it was a good um, introduction into the new story that we're going to be told. Um, And it's not slow. Like, I just read some reviews and people say it's so slow, there's nothing happens.
1: I agree with that. Not true. Because nothing really happens. Visually, yes, there's fights and chases, but nothing happens in the story. Except you're introduced to some people and you get a little tiny bit more information. That's it. Nothing else happens. There is no, like, this. It's just this. Yeah, but... I mean, it's it, still part of... Like, here's J, here's the original movie. That's I'm why I feel up, up. that
0: this is made to be three films. And it's the intro... Like, like the Born, original Bond trilogy is better if you watch it all in one...
1: Right, but the first one stands alone. It because, does. Absolutely. Because it
0: asks questions of you... It asks you, you know, it, it...
1: But at the end, it could be its own thing, completely. You don't need more.
0: No, but it's better for having more. Like, it is a really good three-act story.
1: Mm.
0: Like, all, all of them are the same quality, and the story holds up. I never felt, oh, yeah, that's a shitty so you ending.
1: actually see that as a whole separate Just thing. one
0: movie, that whole thing.
1: I just disagree. I see it all as the same thing.
0: No, I don't. I see it's that as a whole what well, that as one big movie those first 3 movies and this the start of a new movie. But
1: how are they separate? It's all the same story.
0: No, this is the story of what was it called? That's the story of Treadstone. This is the story of what's this one oh, called? Oh, but
1: they're all the same. They're all from the same thing though.
0: They are, but this is a completely different subject. The drug element. Yeah, yeah. is a whole new It's a
1: progression of the same thing.
0: Yeah, but it's it's also a new chapter of the story. It's a there's Chapter
1: a... of the same story.
0: No, to me, it's not the same. It is the same story, obviously. They're the same universe, but it's new characters. It's the next. I even see Star Wars like that. I mean, I don't see Star Wars like that fully because of the Darth Vader run through. But I see them separate. I always have like the three and the three. Like this is this is one story, and this is the other part of it. Mm. You know, even though there is a thread running through all of it, I see these as a split. They're not planning on doing a sequel to this, unfortunately. So we won't never find out, maybe, whatever is next. Nah, who knows? Well, it was not. It's, it, this wasn't conceived as a trilogy, this new Bond. It was conceived as Bond's a big thing. The books are huge. Um, we can't make the books again. They've already made them. We need a new story that follows on from the books. So we'll create one, right? Oh, Matt Damon isn't doing it. We need to change that up also, so that it was a, a purely a recreation of the film industry, right yeah. uh, whereas the others were the books. Um, so I, I really liked it, but I love exactly Matt Damon's Bond movies love them. I think they're fantastic. I think they'll hold up in years for years. you know they're really good spy thrillers, thrillers really aren't they they're you know it's edgy you see always something happening on the run trying to be undercover having to do things you know and this is that but it's like, more
1: flash less substance in my opinion but it's in it's entertaining and I love Jeremy Renner and I really like Rachel Vice, so I have no problem with that but there are a lot of the same characters by the way so let's
0: move on to the cast while we're there Jer- Jeremy Renner plays Aaron Cross who is the new subject He's not the new born, as mm-hmm. a lot of people say. He's the new hero character, but a subject of, you know, this conspiracy. Participant. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's fantastic. I, I don't... He's not out of place. No. I, I wasn't kind of struggling with, like, oh, please have Matt Damon back.
1: No, I no. I wasn't,
0: none of that. It was like, no, this guy's good too. Like, it's a different thing. And I really liked how they introduced him yeah. on his training thing. Did did this seem a bit suspect to you? On the training thing at the beginning, and then when he gets to the cabin, and then he's lying on his bed, and he looks, and all the other agents have carved their mm-hmm. full disclosure names into the cabin wall, not the code names, mm-hmm. their actual. I was like, okay, I, I was, and Jason Bond's name is carved into the cabin, so so it's obvious everybody's been through this training, and Jeremy Renner was the best at this training actually because he beat all the records. And he looks up and Jason Bourne's there. And I was like, really? Would these like undercover operatives carve their name anywhere? They wouldn't, would they? But is this place so secluded? Is it so guarded? Yeah. I was a bit, you know... And I know we needed to see that Jason Bourne had been there somehow. Like, that all of them had been there. But it seemed a bit... It was a little bit like... No, yeah. they, it's the last thing you would do, write your name somewhere.
1: But then you just made a good point. Is it a place where they feel so safe? Yeah. And so But secure. he didn't seem
0: like he did, did he? And he shouldn't. No, it felt like the felt beginning really... scene
1: from Tarantino's movie.
0: Yeah, like... What, like, like some oh, bad
1: shit's about to happen.
0: Yeah, like, so yeah, it, it, that was a bit of a weird... And I understood filmmaking-wise why, but actual, real world, I was like, no, 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 no. But, uh, so he plays it really well. Aaron Cross, he's called. Uh, Rachel Weiss is Dr. Marta Shearing. Really good. I, she adds good. a level of... Excellence to Absolutely. whatever she's in, and last one we watched was *The Whistleblower*, which was amazing. Also, she can do really serious roles. She can, and this is pretty serious for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's in serious. It's not a light, humorous thing that she's in. The scene where she's in the house, oh yeah, and the they come to question her It's really tense. I was, I felt that. See, like.
1: I wanted more of those scenes where it's actually. People having to—that was a really good scene. Figure out realistic like. Really good.
0: The way the woman was questioning, like, saying, "Look, listen, like, listen. I need to know that you're okay to go on this flight. You know, I really like that way she was
1: trying well, it was to. Bullshit, so all matter. bullshit, but like,
0: I like the how they were reasoning with her. Like, you know, like, listen, we're here because you could go off the wall and start telling all this shit to people. So we need to know you're going to shut your mouth. Like, it was really good, but yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah." But, um, yeah, she's great. Edward Norton plays Eric Breyer. Another thing, right? uh, Edward Norton brings a level of class to a role, I think. I think he's really good. But in this role, I feel like he was, like, phoning it in almost. Because there was nothing to it. Like, he has to act serious. That's the
1: idea. He's a bureaucrat. He is. And that's perfect. Uh, He's not as
0: good as the two guys who played that role previous. So I didn't feel him as much. Oh, I disagree. Like, the guy in the second one. What is who is that guy? Don't know. The big old guy.
1: Big old guy.
0: Yeah. Like, Brian Denny? No. Similar though. I forget his bloody name. Oh uh, Brian Cox. Yeah. Yeah. Now he brought a level of like that was one badass performance. See, thing. I don't like him. No, I, I really don't like him. Yeah, no, you do, role.
1: but I don't. Yeah. So to me, Ed Norton is like a step up. Like wait right,
0: and then it was Jason Statham in the first one, who actually reprises that role Jason in this one Statham. Stathurn Stathurn Statham. he reprises the role in this one, mm-hmm. but he's just being interviewed by you know it's, it keeps going back to him where they're asking mm-hmm. him about the treadmill uh, treadmill. Treadstone mm-hmm. thing. Um, but he was great too. And Edwin Arn's like this, slightly younger than them, but still I don't know. I just didn't buy it: I, as, I, I well. bought it
1: 100 percent because he's a cog in a wheel.
0: Cox was the ultimate one he's got
1: no power he's got no incentive for anything he's got no ambition he is doing his job he is a a slot he's filling a slot and that's it like he is part of this bigger huger picture and he's not important in that big picture he's just here to get from one day you know one thing to the next I think that was I really liked that actually
0: and those characters are called the heavies in a cia um mm. world because they're like the handlers the they're in charge of
1: project manager kind of
0: yeah but but in charge of sweeping s- stuff under the rug it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's a um a, a character that appears in any of those type of uh stories books or um and yes they're always a similar
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i felt cox brought a different kind of I don't know, there's something about him, it's kinda of, I
1: thought he was the bad guy.
0: Well, not to spoil it, there was twists and turns. Well you in, said
1: there'd be spoilers. <laughs> yeah. so, there's twists and prepared. turns in that
0: movie, but um So uh Stacy Keach plays Mark Turso. Um didn't have much to do really. Not really, did he? Like Just, act important.
1: yeah. Seem um, irritated. And
0: then you know, on the main cover of this, it's got like uh, Joan Allen as the one of the main names on the on the cover. She's in it for
1: ten seconds,
0: maybe. Yeah, this footage of her from the other movies, right? And then new footage of her is literally ten seconds. Yeah. So having her on the main box, it's just to sell Bond fans who go, "Oh, Joan Allen's still in yep. it. That's cool." And Albert Finney's one of the main names on the box, and he's literally in it for ten seconds, also. So yep. don't expect they them to crop back up. Uh, Jason Bourne slash, um, why? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I was going to say Mark Knopfler. Yeah,
1: the guitar, the great guitar player, Mark Knopfler shows up. Mark Knopfler,
0: um, yeah. He shows up just in photographs, right? Mm -hmm. He's not actually in this movie at all, so don't think he's in it and think it says Bourne, so you're going to get more of him. But there are mentions of him and there are photographs of him. Um, so I think it's a really top-notch top notch cast. I really was happy to see Rachel Weisz and Edward Norton come on the screen. Because I was like, okay, yeah, we've got some decent actors in here. They haven't just spun this off into this third-rate version of Bond, which they can do with, like, straight-to-video type things. You know, you've seen that in the yeah. past, right? But this... No, okay. I'm just saying, like, sometimes when there's a huge franchise like the Bond thing... Then they have to make another one and they make another one and it's just really low quality with low quality actors and the whole thing. This one, no. They went full out and made Mm -hmm. a proper... And, you know, who knows? The next one might have Matt Damon in it. The only reason Matt Damon will not do Born anymore is because Greengrass, the guy who directed, won't direct these anymore and he will do them again if he directs. That's the only problem with it.
1: Who's Greengrass?
0: Paul Greengrass, the guy who did... The, third, the ultimatum one he's the guy who's famous for the handheld photography mm. and they did carry on that handheld photography yeah there's they? some
1: annoying camera work I it say. wasn't as um, the pronounced the circly circly as the circly circly thing was driving me crazy and
0: it wasn't pronounced as uh, the actually the born ultimatum is the most handheldy one it's really shaky 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 all the time yeah. and that was the Paul Gingles thing um, so this is directed by Tony Gilroy who's also the writer of the screenplays for all the other Bourne movies and he finally is directing one Um, and you'll know him from he also directed uh, I need to see he also directed Michael Clayton and Duplicity Duplicity is not very good but Michael Clayton is exceptional right?
1: yeah and he also oh is that his directing?
0: yeah I've wrote it down on the thing
1: Oh, right. Is that all he did? I was just looking to see if there's more.
0: No, because I write down everything that he does. Directed.
1: Right.
0: I it always isn't... write down everything he's directed on that, on that show notes.
1: And I feel it was a little overly directed without any now, personality. Now, he didn't fully
0: direct it, actually. He had a second director um, who did the action sequences. And that I, look, it wasn't just that motorcycle sequence. He did fighting sequences. Anything that involved action was done by that second guy all the dialogue and other p- bits were done by Tony Gilroy. So it's kind of a dual director movie. I think most movies are like that. I don't think that's... Uh, they're not thing. actually like that, most movies. Like Oliver Stone, uh, Savages, he did not have a second director on that. Um, it's just him directing the whole thing. That's and one.
1: I, mean, I think a lot of... Quentin know, have-
0: no second director. No, no, not all movies have no second director.
1: I didn't say that. I said, he said I
0: think all movies no like I
1: it. said most movies will have no. a second group
0: okay <laughs> most movies will have a second AD Unit. yeah yeah, but it doesn't mean that he's this involved because in this movie The Barn Legacy the second director is responsible for I'd say 30 minutes of the movie
1: if action not more, more than that, yeah, forty-five action. minutes of
0: the movie. He's he's responsible for a lot of it, and this guy is like an expert at doing stunts and stuff, right? I mean, not doing stunts himself, but choreographing stunts together. Appeared to me, looked really good to me. I mean, there's a scene with motorbikes <laughs> in this movie that um, rivals anything in the other three, I think. Um, especially I don't know about
1: that, but
0: no, I thought it was really good the way the um, the bad guy. Yeah. And some of the stuff that occurs just up to that. I hadn't seen that before. It just was was too
1: long. Like, it was way too long. See, to me, it
0: wasn't long enough.
1: Right. It just went on and on. Every time you think, okay, this is the end. Oh, we get another sequence of driving sideways. And oh, we get another sequence of this. So if you
0: like stunts, it's awesome. Because there there is a really good stunt sequence. It reminds me of a Bond movie chase. But better. Like, better than most of the Bond movie chases. Because it's a really unique setting, I think. Yeah. And it's highly populated, let me say. Like, it's not the kind of place a chase would necessarily work on motorbikes. But it does. Um, So, yeah, that's So, Blu-ray extras. There are a few. Not a ton. There's a deleted scene, first off. There's a few deleted scenes. But there's one deleted scene, which I think should have been in the movie. What do you think about that?
1: I don't think it would have added anything. You I just think it was... added
0: a ton of tension. I was tense on the edge of my seat during it, and I knew what was going to happen.
1: But it didn't add anything to the story at all.
0: It didn't, but it was a fine like
1: it, didn't tell it, us it, it, it did
0: tell. Yeah, it actually did add a little bit because of the. Mm-hmm. It added a how on edge like um, Aaron is. Yeah. How what he will do to keep himself on you know undercover because it. And it's really, it's almost sweet. But then when you know who both of them are. Yeah. I mean, you know who he is. It's not sweet. Like, but there's a, it's sweet at the end of it. Like, it's like,
1: because
0: <laughs> they bond together. This it, A policeman pulls him over, basically. And he has to uh,
1: talk, him way out of talk a his
0: way out of a ticket, right? But it's just a really interesting. So, yeah, there's some deleted scenes. There's also, um, there's a bunch of featurettes. Uh, and they cover most of the stuff, like the motorbike chase, reborn, which which actually tells you about how they talk about the process of making a newborn, and how they wanted to step it up a notch. Somebody said at oh one point. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, lovely.
0: But um, yeah, it's it's there's a bunch of featurettes. Man versus Wolf, which is actually quite kind of amazing, because there is a wolf section in this movie, which we've not mentioned. That was a
1: good one. That was they, a good action sequence. They
0: show you how they did the wolf sequence, and I'm always amazed, and it happens to me almost every time I watch some extras on a Blu-ray, I think they did it one way, yet the way I think is not the way it was done. And they really went... Yeah. Like, to, this sequence only lasts about, what, a minute in the whole movie?
1: Mm, no, that was it's pretty long. Is it? Think about it, yeah. Like, ten minutes? No. <laughs> is that the only thing? One minute or ten? It seems like it's about five minutes long from the time he approaches and then he has to do the thing. And well, I'm just thinking the about
0: the actual interaction. It mm-hmm. seems like a less than a minute or, you know, mm. and what they went through to get that yeah. was a lot of stuff. It looked like days and days of, uh, you know,
1: But it well, came months off right. of training. It came off good, though, remember. Yeah. That sometimes the payoff is, like, worth it.
0: And this has a uh, commentary by a uh, director, and that is it. Well, um, so, it does say the best born yet at the bottom now. How many
1: features did it have?
0: Feet. Featuredettes. Featurettes, eight. Right. Um,
1: They're pretty it, substantial.
0: It has, like, um concept, uh, I mean... The wolf sequence storyboard versus real, yeah. um, you know. So yeah, it does have a bunch of uh, features. Uh, they're pretty good. It's not in-depth stuff. It's pretty. It's not like it's not like girl with a dragon tattoo, like four hours worth of on the set footage. It's common featurettes that you're kind of used to, right? It's not the best ever. Um, picture and sound, awesome for this kind of movie. Um, I would, I really. Rate this kind of high, but only if you've seen the other Bond movies. And there again, if you have seen the other Bourne movies, you might dislike this because you might not like Jeremy Renner or you might not like the direction it takes because it is a, you know, it's not exactly what you had in the first one. All right. I mean, do you agree?
1: I don't... See movies the same way as you, so I don't think. No, I'm
0: just—I—I as- I don't see it that way. But I'm saying other people. I was thinking about fans of Born, how they might. Which you are. Yeah, but and I and I I kind of lap anything up to do with something that I like. I'm I'm mm-hmm. less critical because I want more of something, right? And then sometimes I realize after. And I don't think I did want more of that. That was fine, but this is—I like to see more. And I'm glad it's not ultimately the same, same story. Same thing, right. Because it is something new that we're going into. Unfortunately, we didn't get much of that new thing in this first movie. I imagine the second one would get me deeper into it and I'd be more satisfied.
1: Mm. And I think it should just be seen what it is and it didn't fill on its own as a movie. didn't f- have everything
0: So right. if he was going to have a... Oh, watch Bond movies again and we sit and watch would you not watch this one no
1: included, absolutely yeah it's I part would include the, it, yeah. it's the see I don't see it as those three and this one yeah you said I know I'm just saying I see it no as I'm a little saying little.
0: you said that yeah I'm I'm all not right. telling you not to say it I'm saying yes you said right. that you don't see them as two different sets
1: so I would absolutely it's all one thing right. so I would absolutely watch it all but together.
0: unfortunately it leaves it leaves if if there is only four it leaves it kind of...
1: But that's okay, because I don't necessarily need more. What this left me with was, oh, right, if we do have more of this story, it's all going to be the same still. Conspiracies, agents, fighting, chasing, conspiracies, agents, fighting, chasing. Which is chasing. what
0: the first three movies
1: are. Right, but that also, it also told a deeper story throughout all of those. About- yeah,
0: and this is too. A, a huge, deeper story. It's just it getting isn't. started, though.
1: But it isn't, because it's still the same thing.
0: It's not, though. It involves something completely different.
1: No, it's the same. You're...
0: Manipulation of genomes and all yeah, that. Yeah, you're
1: manipulating humans to make them into weapons. Right? That's it.
0: That's not what the first one was covering. I mean, not medically.
1: All right. I think it is. Just not that you're that you're training them in their brain and you're making them physically stronger. And then this is just another... Element of it. All the same thing. So what would the next movie be? More agents who have uh, maybe one more thing about them that makes them a little more super, you know... So do you human. think, like,
0: the third trilogy of Bourne films, after we finish with it, will be like, they've got bionic arms and shit. It's like in the future.
1: Third trilogy?
0: Yeah, like, when we get way out into more Bourne. Like, this, this one covers the medical, like, all, mm-hmm. they have to take these pills and it alters them and stuff. Then, next section, that one that we're not... Privy to yet Where they have like
1: Mechanical hearts Yeah that stuff stuff, Like it's
0: cybernetics Or something Like it's further on In the future Right
1: and that's not Necessary for me to see Because I can kind of You know But to me it's all
0: Well they do They do actually They have wrote into the story When they drop those dossiers On the table That there's also This other story You're getting this one now That was that one And then there's this one too They're, They're definitely Hedging the bets For the future Aren't they there
1: Well, I like to look at it as its own thing and so they're just trying to get in your mind how huge this really is. There was never an escape from it. it's never can be taken down completely. It's everywhere and that's it. Like, you know, that's how I look at it. So future ones would just be more of the same. Different agents, different heavies, but the same story.
0: Be cool. It would be cooler if a third set of films was like, Literally taking it into sci-fi territory, like in the future future, like 2090 or something, you know? I mm. don't know th-
1: if that would be cool to attach it to this, but a whole separate kind of story would be cool, yeah.
0: <laughs> so in conclusion, I recommend it if you're a Born fan. Um, I can see that some Born fans would probably poo-poo on it and just say, uh, I-, I like Born as it is.
1: Then are you really a Bourne fan? No.
0: Because you're a Matt Damon fan. Or I like the Bourne books, and those others follow the books quite well, so I like, therefore I like those. And this is just something else, like, you know, like I say about when they write...
1: Fan fiction.
0: Some people could see this as that, you know, but it is penned by the guy who penned the other screenplays, so it's not invalid but I enjoyed it I think it's a good couple of hours of uh, Spy and
1: I love Jeremy Renner so I have no problem with that part of it
0: Um, so yeah I recommend it do you recommend?
1: Mm mhm
0: so uh, yeah that's the uh, Born Legacy on Blu-ray thanks to Universal for the disc next week's Blu-ray review is Ruby Sparks Um, so look forward to that one on Blu-ray movie memory game what is this? It's not a new movie game. I've canned that on the ad. It's just yeah. Movie Memory 123.
1: Movie Memory 123 is... One of us says to the other, name three movies that have this or that in it. And the other one has to think of it. Those movies from the top of their head are deep inside their head, wherever it comes from, but not from the internet or phone or encyclopedia or any other resource. And we
0: have been discussing a new, a new game for next year. I've come up with a, a sem- an idea recently. I'm pitching to you, and we're trying to to, uh, work something out with it. But if you are a listener and you've got a fun game that you can think of, just email me at com.
1: But there is a a caveat. It can't can't cause the wife to have to make much of an effort. Let's just put that out there. Yeah,
0: because my game (laughs) involves... Let me just explain this to the listeners.
1: (laughs) No, because then they're going to want it. No, I'm not explaining
0: this game. I'm explaining, I made up a new game, and the game involves five minutes worth of pre for you not for me for you
1: too no not for me you're like a just... minute two couple of minutes of thought no and... you're wrong because I don't think like you so my whole thing is different from you I don't approach things the same right. it would take me a lot longer than you
0: I can't I can't um
1: I like to think things through and then really think about it and then I have to come up with stuff and I just right, don't well, go like you know I'm just
0: well, not... it involved a tiny little bit of prep
1: it's not tiny to me, though.
0: Yeah, but it's not going to take you a week to prep for that.
1: I don't. I didn't say a week, but it's definitely not right, tiny. An to hour go.
0: for you? No, I won't even say, it take nobody an hour to think of one question, and that's it.
1: It could because I may not be able to make up my mind.
0: Well, that's your problem and your issue.
1: Yeah, and I told you, I totally accept that. I'm just warning you.
0: All right, so you have to think if you're going to send me in a thing <laughs> for a game. It have to be you have you have to write the question for her and yes. just email it to her every week.
1: There's a good game <laughs> every week. If we get an email from somebody asking us some sort of challenge question, that's a good game.
0: And then you don't even have to think of it.
1: But for this one, it's just name three movies. And this week, I'm asking name three movies. Excuse me, that involve some kind of human, regular human manipulation by whatever the, you know, whatever the agent or agency is that's trying to manipulate the human body, the matrix behavior. Someone I had in mind. All right. But you um, mean what? How do you see that as human manipulation? All right. No, no, I'm asking. Like we, they're just using the bodies as batteries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like someone had in mind, but it doesn't mean it doesn't it isn't acceptable. Alien. No. No, I mean like people doing things like in the Bourne movie, the
0: Truman Show.
1: Hmm. No.
0: Humans being manipulated for people's entertainment I don't mean
1: that. I mean, human, like the body, the oh. person, the, a person's body, the human body is being manipulated to make them better, stronger, smarter. Six million dollar month. Okay, I have that on my list. It's not a movie, but that counts. Well,
0: You're did going in a the right movie, direction. There was okay. a, like a, t- a TV movie.
1: TV. But still, that counts. That counts. All right. You're on the right track. Universal Soldier never saw that, but I'll take your word for it.
0: Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Was he manipulated in some way?
0: Like, yes. How? Cy- cybernetic implants.
1: Okay, that counts. Definitely.
0: Humans manipulated for what end?
1: Anything. It could be just... for a war, it could be for whatever. It generally is for weapons, though, isn't it? Unfortunately. Or, let me give you a hint, how about crime fighting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or it could be a superpower or some sort of super invincibility that's added to a human who may already have something about them but Oh
0: see something like the X Men, I guess. But there again it's not. But it is they for one character. That. Yeah.
1: He's manipulated. Yeah, he's a mutant. Wolf guy. But Wolverine. Wolverine. They all are mutants. Right, but they're not really and he's enhanced. So one more. That was three.
0: Six Minute no. Dollar Man, um, Universal Soldier.
1: Yes, and the Hulk. Oh, that's a good one. Never even thought of that. Yeah, because he's a normal guy. Uh. He's been accidentally manipulated. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, but also RoboCop. That was the first one that I thought of. Trying to think of something else. There are others, but those are the ones that all came to my mind pretty first. Trying to manipulate. Probably loads, right? Yeah, and then there's like cloning, obviously, where they're trying to get the perfect uh, duplicity. There we go, trying to <laughs> clone people. Duplicity is not very good, is it?
0: No, unfortunately,
1: it's, a good it's such idea. a great idea. Bad execution. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's movie memory game. You probably thought of more than we did. Movie recommendations this week. I am going with a recent movie we watched or last year, Hannah. Very good. Um, because it reminds me of Born in a way. It's Absolutely just like, like a different. But it is a similar take on it's it. It's
1: fantastic. It's better than all Borns wrapped up together.
0: Yeah, so Hannah is also from Universal and we've reviewed it. Also it's Owen. It is, yeah. And the other one is The Grey, which is a movie we saw earlier this year. And, you know, there's a scene in this movie mm-hmm. that reminded me of The Grey. And The Grey is actually a really good story.
1: It is. It's it's not just ruined, great.
0: No, but... not great. But they have some CGI wolves that kind of ruin the experience a little bit. But the actual survival story of it is really good and I liked the ending and it's not
1: like anything you've seen before no so that's what made it I and mean, it's compelling. Liam Neeson
0: being like a total badass um which I actually like Liam Neeson when he's a total Taken mm-hmm. and, and that
1: Taken 2 was he in Taken 2
0: yeah we're not seeing Taken 2 yet but mm-hmm. yes there is a Taken 2 where they take somebody again I don't know who but it seems we'll implausible out, I'm a little sure. bit but um yeah the grey you hand. mean
1: like Die Hard Die Hard 2 yeah, or Die Hard 3 and,
0: <laughs> a new Die Hard this year coming up oh my god yeah um Live Free and Die... No, that was the last one. This yeah. one's... Oh, I don't know what this one is. is there's a new Die Hard. Die 6? Five. Five. I'm a bit worried about that one, but hey. Because hmm. 4 wasn't very good, was it?
1: Um, I didn't... And the concept was interesting.
0: You know what? The concept of 4 was interesting. We were just talking about execution. The ending was completely flat for yeah. me. Yeah. It was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and we love
1: Oliphant, and it just yeah. went like...
0: Yeah, it's a good concept and then in you're a like a warehouse. Yeah, then? a warehouse and, and that's <laughs> it. Like come on.
1: You <laughs> could have at least pushed him off of something high. <laughs> I'm
0: against pushing people off something <laughs> high, but in that case it would have been better, right? <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know. But I did like three. Three's my favourite diehard. And, uh, and most definitely. people it's number one is their favourite, but for me it's three. I love the concept of running around the city on this Simon says goose chase thing. Mm. You know, with that awesome body. Yeah. Jeremy Irons it's People. so good that third one it's just funny
1: he's Hans Gruber's brother
0: it's funny it's really threatening as well like, you yeah, don't it,
1: like the funny part
0: no I did I, I, I liked
1: although when you watch Die Hard you realise there's lots of always funny-ish funny things in yeah. there yeah
0: yeah so that it's nothing they're my recommendations <laughs> to see. what are yours
1: Mine are, oh god I forgot Um, Oh, well I'm going Christmassy Because it is almost Christmas I'm going to say, which I'm going to be watching Very soon, Scrooged With Bill Murray And the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer The claymation animation Version, because And
0: as I say every year If I have to recommend a Christmas movie The ultimate Christmas, fantastical Amazing, my Very favorite Fantastic My favourite movie for Christmas, any year, Love Actually. Uh, I watch it every year. But what was it it
1: before Love Actually?
0: It was before Love Actually, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
1: Right. What was it before that?
0: When I was a kid, probably one of the animated... Which one did I watch a lot when at Christmas? Wizard of Oz was... I know it's not a Christmas movie, but it is to me because it was a... I only watched it at Christmas. Right. It was always on, on. BBC in England show Wizard of Oz on Christmas Day. Always. It's without hesitation. Yeah, yeah. It's still on now. I have a look at the listings and it's still on on Christmas Day. So it was a Christmas movie to me. Like I remember opening presents and Wizard of Oz being that kind of thing. Aww. So that was See, so it was
1: on Thanksgiving. Right. Thanksgiving evening.
0: Always. So that's probably the one I think of. And other things that BBC always used to show on Christmas Day, like bed knobs and broomsticks. Um, there are Christmas movies, though. They're not You're Christmas just... movies, but I, in my mind, they are because, like, we never watched them any other time. They were just on at Christmas, right? You know.
1: And we had like Charlie Brown's Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, um, Scrooge.
0: The... Obviously, is a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: even like the original. Like Scrooge? oh, Christmas Carol, yeah, yeah, like Scrooge, A Christmas yeah. Carol, yeah, and there's a
1: Christmas yes. a Christmas story also has become a classic thing to watch, but it's on for 24 hours now every year, which is fun because you can turn to TBS. Here's my, like, um,
0: you know, you know, how about I mean?
1: jingle jingle? No, here's my. Um,
0: <laughs> this is you'll, you'll <laughs> listen to this. I've never seen a Christmas story,
1: the whole thing or I've any of it. Never
0: seen any of it. I don't know it. I don't. When people reference it, I'm always like. It's just like a blind spot for me. I never ever saw it. You
1: should watch it. You would find it quite amusing. You know,
0: and you say, oh, it's on for 24 hours. I'm mm. like, yeah, but I've never caught one of those hours or even one minute of that. No, I've never seen it. Do you have a resistance to it? No. It's just never.
1: It's never... really good. It's a really good movie. It's not. It's just super. Elf is a good Christmas movie. It is. It's going to become a new tradition for me. It's funny. It's hokey, but it's sweet.
0: Um, It's really. F- and it's really. F- I. Like um, Will Ferrell a lot, and it's a very different performance. It's not his anchor man, Will Ferrell. No, no. It's, it's a lot dopey. Diff- yeah, and it's um, directed by uh, John. And you Havre. also have
1: the original. Uh, we have It's a Wonderful Life, obviously. That's I've one. seen. That. And uh, Miracle on 34th Street is the original I've one.
0: I've just never seen a Christmas story. Don't know why. And I know most people in the world have. It's like one of those things that never. You know, when I hear people say things like like I heard somebody on YouTube or watch who's supposed to be like this humongous film fan who collects films say I've never seen Scarface and I'm like holy shit like you've never
1: like, I'd never remember had you ever seen it before just a little tiny bit of it right I'd never watched all of it's Godfather it's like a
0: blind spot though like how could you have never see, like one of those things isn't it like it, it's so popular culture like mention people talk about it it's,
1: I'd never watched Godfather movies either till we watched them a couple mm, years ago? I
0: think you'd watched one, but not seen... But you, not the whole thing, yeah. yeah. Um, Unfortunate, you got to see that third one.
1: <laughs> no, it's good. It goes with it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, well, hardly.
1: I don't go along with the whole group of people who have to just completely dog it. But yeah, it was weaker. <laughs> it, I'll say. it. Mm,
0: <laughs> it <laughs> so when when week- I think of that, Godfather 3, I think of the steps to the opera place. Oh my place,
1: God, yes. And
0: I think of how like, melodramatic all that part oh is God. and think... Why is that the end into something so awesome? Why why is that the end into it? Cuz it's rubbish. Like Dude, it's... he's
1: fucked up. That's <laughs> yeah. why. Cuz yeah, he was it's, so self-involved.
0: Not... Yeah. Oh my god. It's it's
1: it like stains That'd be the it from rest of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to
0: Scarface and The Godfather. <laughs> I don't know, it's easy enough. It's
1: movie world.
0: All right, so um
1: if you have any other movie recommendations for Christmas, please let him know.
0: <laughs> and yes. All right.
1: So Do you A is there an after-the-show Facebook page?
0: Mm, there was, but I got sick of updating it all the time.
1: Why do you have to update it?
0: We have to put stuff on it.
1: Why?
0: Otherwise, they delete it. Oh, right. If you don't update it for so long, it just they just take it off there.
1: Right. But you could make it so every time you post a thing yeah. on your site, it they, goes there.
0: they pulled that out. They pulled RSS feed pulling out of the uh, system. It used to do that. It used to pull the podcast onto it every week so you could just go to that page and listen to it. Now, it stopped at a certain number and then I emailed Facebook and they said, we don't do that anymore.
1: I was talking about that. Like, every time I post something on my WordPress page, it just, I have it post to my Facebook page as well.
0: Yeah, but that's just your Facebook page, not the after the show page.
1: Right, but couldn't you do that? You
0: can't post to a group. You can only post to a personal page.
1: Fan page is what I'm talking about. I'll look into it, though, because I think more people could go there and engage with us more if they wanted to than just saying you want to email us, email us, or Twitter us, Twitter us.
0: No, I like Twitter. It's a really good... I I don't use it.
1: So if somebody wanted to ask me a question... They can ask me and I I ask you. They can go on my website or my... I won't be your friend, probably, on Facebook. No offense. (laughs) I don't friend anybody on Facebook. Only if I know them. Um, No.
0: I see friend requests and then I sometimes will add them and then the problem has always been I add them thinking, oh, they're probably somebody who watches the show and then they message me with like, please go and rate my podcast oh, yeah. and then I'm like, no, F off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because like... That's bet- how people are when they follow you on Twitter. It's almost always just They're trying to sell you something. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah Don't like that. All right. So uh,
0: games and a scully stuff, not been playing very much this week, but I did play Far Cry 3. I played like the first... 2 hours of Far Cry 3 and I played it on the PC instead of the 360 because I everything I'd heard about it, is the PC is the better version and uh, it is a very good uh, graphic graphic version The story of the game is that you're these rich kids I would say douchebags the kind of like douchebaggy who are holidaying with their well in fact one of the first lines that comes out of one of the mouths is oh it's great that father um, paid for us to come here and have fun and they're all partying on this island and they're all rich and they're ski board snowboard what do you call it mm-hmm. jet skiing and paras, you know uh, jumping out of airplanes and having fun are just and,
1: jealous of their and they're doing, of their
0: they're being, doing this and know. they're going woo bro and all that you know and they're, they're just the kind of people you don't ever want to meet somebody does um, and they're introduced to you in that way and then one of them jumps out of a plane and he's like yo bro and he's his mates filming him on his on his cell phone and then the camera pulls out and there's this guy holding holding the cell phone and two of these people are in a cage and he's going i like your phone dudes i like your phone and he's like this nat- like a native to the island this guy real psychopath he's like, I'm going to have this fucking phone. And he takes the phone and he's like, one of them says something in the cage. He goes, do you want me to cut you open like I did your friend? So you you instantly know. So
1: the scene you were watching was recorded on just the
0: phone. Just them that recorded themselves okay. doing extreme stuff on this island.
1: So you hate them, but now they're in peril and you start to feel sorry for them. No.
0: So, they're, <laughs> so, now, so now they're in peril in this cage and this guy is there and then... You he, he takes off and you're in this cage and it's you and your brother. You don't know where the rest of them are, right? And your brother says, "I've got my shackles off because they're just tied to a, a, a cage." He says, I've, "I've actually, I'm actually untied. Should we just get out of here?" And he goes, "How are we going to do that?" And like the guard comes towards the cage to feed them, and the brother knocks him out because the brother used to be a marine. Okay. He said, "And you're this dude. You're one of them, but you never fired a gun. You're a daddy's boy." Okay. The brothers are fully trained marine. You set off out of this cage, you're sneaking through this encampment and then you realise, you go underneath this bridge and there's a big pit with bodies and passports and tourist stuff.
1: Sounds compelling.
0: Right? So you realise that this, you know... And also the guy, when he's got hold of your phone, says, I, I like this movie that you've made because it shows... It, it's good because we can show this to some... You know, he's it, like a bargaining chip, isn't it, for the rich oh, yeah. father. yeah. So then you sneak out of this place, and then the, it's just an open-world game from then on with this story thread of this guy has got your friends somewhere on the island. But... You escape from the place and you get knocked unconscious. When you come round, you're in this, like, village and there's this guy who says he can help you. He's got a place where he has weapons. You learn how do you get knocked
1: it? unconscious?
0: Because when you're escaping from the thing, uh, your brother gets killed. Oh, dear. By the bad guy. So
1: you've just ruined it.
0: No, because this is the first minute. First minutes. The first two or three. The opening cutscene. Right, but
1: if anybody hasn't played it now, that's ruined for them. Right, him. so
0: the brother gets killed and you... Fall off a thing, getting out unconscious, but you're, you escape. A guy wakes you up and says, "You know, I can help you. We've got to, you know, you've got to wise up. You got to learn the ways of the the forest and the jungle and all that stuff." Right. So then it opens up from there. So you can follow the story, but then it's also an open world game. This hunting, where you got to hunt different animals and bring back the pelts.
1: How long were you asleep?
0: Not long, Apparently, mm. it seemed like a day, maybe. But then you've got to um, explore the island. It's a huge island, and then there are missions where you've got to go and take out certain areas of the island, all leading up to this confrontation, I guess, with the big guy and I'm just finding thinking, How friend. long
1: are your friends being held in this horrible place?
0: I don't know because I have got about, I'd say, two hours into the game, and I have not found any friends yet.
1: And how many days is that represented? It doesn't
0: say. Hmm, yeah. But I've been running around the island like doing the things to level up, like um, hunting. Is, is kind of a cool thing. Like, it'll say... There's a crafting system in the game where it'll say, you can only carry 40 items on you. So, when you pick stuff up. When it gets to 40, it keeps saying, you can't pick this up. You're already full. Duh. You'll need a better backpack. But to get a better backpack, you'll have to get a certain animal, oh, take it. its pelt, and then make a better backpack. Right? So, it's all that. Like So, so it'll say... Yeah, you can have a backpack that holds 100 items, but it's a tiger that you have to go and take down, right? Because this island's a tropical, full of all kinds of wildlife. Or, you know, you have to get a squirrel. You get a small backpack. But if you get the big animal, like an elephant, there's a lot of...
1: You can get like 20 squirrels and sew them all together.
0: Right. But so there's this crafting system. There's, you know, guns to buy. There's It's kind of like Assassin's Creed in a way, because there's these radio towers throughout the the, um, island. And if you find these radio towers and climb to the top of them, it on your map, because you have a map, it draws on the map a certain area, everything that's available in that area around the tower. So you have to... It's like an exploration thing. Go and mm-hmm. find all these towers. And the more towers you find, the more stuff opens up on the map, like hunting missions and actual story missions.
1: And throughout all this, you're supposed to be reminded that your friends are being horribly tortured.
0: Or something. Or dead already. You just... You don't know, do you? I mean,
1: so there's no immediacy because you could just languish out, out in the wilderness for years. which is what I've been doing, just like <laughs> just let your friends be leveling touched. up, and uh... so when you're ready to go save them, then uh, you go. And
0: save now there's them. an interesting, unique thing in the game where while you were asleep, this guy who says he'll help you, he's tattooed your arm, bastard. Like yeah. that you're asleep, and he tattoos your arm with this tribal tattoo. Now. What this means, and the guy tells you when he wakes up, it's the tatou. That's what they call a tattoo in this wilderness place. And uh, it represents your, like, how you are one with the island. It's like a traditional thing there. So how the game, when you're levelling up in the game, getting better at things, your tattoo starts to fill in on your arm. So it's like an outline of a big tattoo. And say you get good at hunting, like the animal on the on will get start getting coloured in, so you can see how much you're leveled up by looking at your character's arm, which is kind of interesting. So the yeah. tattoo turns; it starts to fill itself. It
1: goes in. to get this happening, or it's magical.
0: It's just magical. Like you'll level up, and you'll you'll look at his arm, and it'll start filling itself in. Like it's almost like an hallucination. It looks like. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> so, we shall not mention.
0: Yeah, so it's um, it's a cool game. Really looks cool. There's a lot to do in the game. It's like. Assassin's Creed and Grand Theft Auto on an island. Because you can steal cars, drive cars, there's hang gliders you can use, there's.
1: So you've become attached to him now and you're not.
0: You yeah, know, like but different... you know what's cool about him? He's really wussy. Right. Like he's got a kind of a wussy voice. He, uh.
1: What does that mean exactly?
0: Well, he sounds slightly effeminate, I was about to say. He's not, hey, I'm gonna kill, go, you know, tough guy. He's not regular tough guy. He just sounds like a guy and he...
1: So normal guys sound effeminate
0: to you? He's not so much a normal guy as less than normal. <laughs> i not sure how appropriate that is, but okay. I mean... Like he would be terrible at he's sports. He's a
1: mom. He's a like you say. He's a daddy's boy, like yeah. a rich, spoiled brat.
0: Yeah, he'd be terrible at any like okay. he, any that's physical thing. M- I think thing that's more me.
1: appropriate than saying he sounds. But offended. I like that about it. Because to say he's effeminate would say, "Oh well, women are all wussies." That's not reasonable, and that men who aren't manly are wussies, which is not appropriate. So to say he's just a spoiled, soft. Yeah,
0: it's said like brat. a douche. He's a complete. They're, they're just he's the kind of people you not. You wouldn't want to.
1: I still have to be told why douche is bad. But,
0: but he's put into this horrible <laughs> situation that makes him have to learn how to shoot guns and that stuff. That is a good premise.
1: Instead of being the...
0: Instead of being this butch the guy. The Marine brother. Yeah, which I, which I originally thought, when you wake up in the cage and the Marine brother, that you're going to be the Marine brother. That's what I thought in the cutscene. Oh, well, this guy's ready for fighting, right? He's co- completely ready. Like but, Jason Bourne. But you're the guy who's not ready for fighting, which makes it more interesting. Has there
1: been a good Jason Bourne game?
0: There was a Jason Bourne game, it wasn't good. Oh,
1: it's so much potential, doesn't it? it oh it, my god. It
0: basically involved lots of running, chasing sequences where you just had to press the button at the right time.
1: It, has, it could be Grand Theft Auto style, open world style, I should Being say. Being chased Grand Theft across Auto, the world. But what? you, as a Bourne, you don't have to be Jason Bourne, but I mean, as part of the world. That could be so good.
0: No, it was terrible.
1: That's unfortunate. And the second
0: game we've been playing this week, very short one, is Uncharted Fight for Fortune, the card game. Now, that might sound a bit weird to you. I've never really played a card game before. It's like a tra- like a trading card game, but like a card game. And it's for the Vita. And it's based in the Uncharted world, so all the cards are J- Nathan Drake and, you know, mm. characters from Uncharted. But it's an actual card game, like they've got points on the cards, and there's a game that you have to play that's explained to you in a tutorial at the beginning. It's quite complicated, and I never realised how complicated card games actually are, like Dungeons and Dragons card games and stuff. It's one of those, but in the... They're really deep. Yeah. Now, what's cool about it is if you play Uncharted on the Vita, the actual game Uncharted, they've patched that game so the rewards that you unlock when you kill people and stuff are actually cards for the card game. So it used to be like jewels and stuff that would mean nothing. Oh, now, yeah. they've patched that game to give you cards to play with the card game. So you might want to go back and play Uncharted again. If right? you
1: buy the card game, that is. Right?
0: Right. The the card game's uh, very cheap. Right? And Uncharted on the Vita is actually free if you're a PlayStation oh, yeah. Plus member. So if they're actually adding not? life to it. Um, You can get Uncharted for the Vita for 20 bucks. And the card game's 5. So. Right. So what they've done is patch the main game to... When you kill somebody, they occasionally drop cards that plug into your card game and make you better at the card game because they're better cards. So there's like 250 cards to unlock, and you unlock them by playing the actual Vita game. So I'm running through the Vita game again on hard because I only played it on medium. So I'm playing it on hard this time to get a lot of the cards to play the card game. And you can play the card game online against people. Or you can just play... There's a campaign where you're playing against the computer. But playing a card game against the computer, to me, seems completely pointless because... It can cheat. It's dealing the cards, right?
1: Yeah, but it's also made so you, you could win.
0: Eh, or only just on the hard levels. Only just. Like, you feel that it's cheating. It's like, oh, okay, he's going to pull the best card out of the pack now. Oh, yes, he did. You know what I mean? When you're you're just about to win... And then he pulls the best card out and wins. You're like, oh yeah, of course he's going to do that. I never do that, but he's going to be able to do that. So that's a Uncharted Fight for Fortune, it's called. And it's on the PlayStation Network. Um, so that is it for games for this week, because the game thing is slowing down now. Um, the VGAs were on last night, which is Spike TV's Video Game Awards. But who watches those? And I don't care. Exactly. Yeah, I, I really do not care. I couldn't give a damn. In fact... I did watch some of the VGAs today, but they show trailers for games during the VGAs. Well, I went on YouTube and looked at the new trailers for the new Naughty Dog game, The Last of Us, uh, which is coming out next year, and the one with Ellen Page.
1: So, Uh, if you were watching the VGAs, you would be fast-forwarding and skipping to the commercials. I would, actually, yeah. (laughs)
0: um So, yeah, I didn't watch any of the ceremony. Who gives
1: a shit? It's so flimsy. Like Snoop, I don't
0: give a shit that Snoop Dogg gives an award for best voice actor. Uh, who gives a who gives yeah. And does it really matter in the game? What Somebody I, wants to make it important. Well, I always wonder, in the games industry, you know, when? because what won the best game was The Walking Dead, right? Best game of the oh, year. Oh, so
1: you know that detail.
0: Well, I, I looked at a list of who won, right? But what I was saying was Walking Dead won best game of the year. Awesome. Does that matter to any? Like, do the game? Industri-
1: I mean, if you were the person, do you think who made the game it? industry
0: think the VGAs is as silly, or it's just a waste of time, or it's just manufactured, or is it important to them? I think like when the, the Academy
1: Awards began, it was the same. People are like,
0: what? what does that mean? The Academy of okay. Arts and
1: Sciences is giving us an award. It doesn't mean anything right. to anyone. They made a big deal about it, but it wasn't a big deal overall. So it's taken that, what, 75 years yeah. for us to think it's important, and other people still think it's bullshit. But if the VGA is going to be established so as an actual standard, years. like, if it actually makes sense who wins, like, that makes sense to you. Because that was a really good game. Yeah. And if you were to compare it to a lot of the games... Now, if another game won that was, like, half shitty, you'd be like, oh, God. But if they're actually getting... Who votes, by the way? Who decides? Is a panel.
0: And it involves game journalists. Okay. Which to me is... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I know that Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb says, oh yeah, I'm on the VGA committee, I have to vote for all these games. Some people say that they're on it. It's like the Oscars people, right?
1: But you don't trust his opinion.
0: I trust his opinion, but then I think, okay, so it's all game journalists, I don't trust a lot of the others. I listen to them and they're full of shit.
1: They are, they really are. So So that would be the thing. If it starts looking like the people who are winning and being nominated, that it's all just commercialized, which it is anyway. Let's be honest. But if it seems really flimsy, like some really horrible game, all of a sudden wins an award, you're like, "Well, how much did that company pay to get their game at the top of the list?" So in ten years, who knows? It could be. I
0: feel like you know, if something like The Walking Dead, which is a smaller downloadable game won the best game of the year over things like Halo and Call of Duty, then maybe there is something in it because that was an exceptional game that needs to be...
1: Just have to give it some a few more years to get the the bullshit side out, get all that crap about rap people and music artists all showing up. Who well, gives a shit? Mm. Like you need to make it its own thing.
0: You need people from the games industry yeah. to be on that stage, and
1: you can have people who are in like people who do make music for games right. and stuff. That's fine. Trent um, Reznor did but, the
0: music for Call of Duty. It would make sense that Trent Reznor right, given a walk for have music. Snoop
1: Dogg it, a game Because he is a playable character in one stupid game. Yeah, because he was Saints a playable wrote.
0: character in something. Yeah, yeah, that was why he was on the stage.
1: And it just makes it seem like a trendy bullshit stuff. But after a few years, it could work out the kinks. I and all of a sudden, I PGA personally, would mean something.
0: I personally can't watch it because of how... Like, they try to make it like the Oscars. Like, the, the presentation style of it. Mm-hmm. You know, with a nice stage and, and the way and the nominees are and then they do it but then it's like and the nominees are brought to you by Doritos and it's like it's it's full of that which is like yes I know you have to sponsor things to pay for the show and stuff mm-hmm. but it's too full of that it's like here's the nomination for best game of the year you can get this game at GameStop for 90% off this, this month like that I hate yeah. that about it it just feels like a load of money people got together and let's make this awards a... and like people will buy the games more because they'll see it and then go and buy them it, that's and what the Academy like.
1: Awards have that too like if you watch it with yeah, commercials yeah does a little bit this, this portion of the Academy Awards brought to you by Pepsi Cola yeah <laughs> <laughs> bla, 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 refreshing the world with every it's sport. just a bit more
0: <laughs> on that VGA it's like right in your face like it's there on the stage it's in so then in your things. mind
1: that's all it's for it's not actually to reward people for doing no.
0: well right. well well I guess it is ultimately, but I don't see it as completely valid yet. Maybe they'll change.
1: It's just a way for them to make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, because there is no, you know, somebody said at some point, well, there is no rewards for video game makers. Like, everybody else gets one. Why don't we make one for them? And then it turns into this.
1: Video game makers.
0: People who make games. There is no awards ceremony for them.
1: What do you mean? They're not part of it?
0: No, I'm saying somebody sat down when they were conceiving the VGAs and said...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody get
0: else gets gets their um, props every Movies, year. Movies,
1: music, TV, yeah.
0: But nobody ever pays attention to these guys, so we've got to do it. Now, that is a good sentiment, because yeah. I, I feel that somebody in the video game industry said, yeah, we, why haven't we got our... Why why can't we sit down with our peers every year? And, and then
1: they had a meeting with a bunch of 20-something yeah, marketing fucking... Spike
0: TV. S- that's who the ad words with. It's the worst...
1: Yeah, I just no offense if you're a twenty something person with a marketing degree, but oh my god, it's almost like you're a genetically formed lump of bullshit. Because present company excluded anyone who's listening, of course. But there's this like, oh my god, I just we've seen clips and we've heard people talk and you hear interviews with Buzzwords and all that. Crap. Yeah, and it's like they're nothing. They have no value. It's so annoying. And then they create something like that, which has great potential, and yet...
0: But when you watch it, you just feel like your intelligence being (laughs) sapped out of your head as it's going on, you know? Yes. See, I don't feel that when I watch the Oscars. I feel like it's respectfully...
1: Presented well.
0: Presented, yeah. It's a good production. It celebrates movies. It celebrates movies. Yes, it has its silly sketches and stuff, but I never feel, oh my God, this is just so... It feels right. Like, it feels how it should be. It's classy. (laughs) <laughs> this doesn't feel classy when Snoop Dogg comes to give an award it just feels like
1: what the fuck I don't but wouldn't it be pretentious if they did try to make the video game awards too classy it yeah would seem I like think
0: there's right. a I think there's a fine line between like hey it's video games to like being snooty
1: yeah
0: and I think they're too far on the video you know Snoop Dogg side they need to be more on the <laughs>
1: poor Snoop we're really picking up. he's it. not
0: Snoop Dogg anymore I don't know he's why I Snoop Lion Snoop Lion yeah because he became what Rastafarian. Rastafari I, I, saw, I don't watch that kind of video, but I saw a clip of him on YouTube. Because somebody else that I follow had him on their show. And he was sat there with a joint in his hand. Telling this guy that he's Snoop Lion now, and not to call him Snoop Dogg. And how he's had this... How he's been reborn. Mm-hmm. And then he takes a puff of his, um, you know, joint... And then he's got his dreadlocks and he looks completely fucked up. Like, he's like, oh. (laughs) And I'm like, what the hell? Like, and he'll be super popular because of it, won't he? I mean, we know Snoop Dogg is, like, everywhere, right? You can't get away from him. He's like, oh my God, he's there, he's there, he's there. He's he's in a, like, a kid's show. He's in a, like, whoa, he's everywhere.
1: we should just clarify, you are about as far from a dope smoker Right. But it's not like you're a DEA agent, <laughs> but if someone gave you the option to be a drug enforcement officer, I'd rather be you the, probably yes. would be. Yeah. You're yeah. not a fan of the the ganja. <laughs> no,
0: it just it seems to me it reverts people to fools.
1: <laughs> Present Anyone listening, of course, we're not Right. If you're
0: about listening to this podcast smoking a joint, you're not a fool. If
1: it makes it better.
0: or maybe you are a fool. But what I'm saying is, don't do don't do drugs, kids. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. You know you want to grow up big and healthy don't do drugs thank you <laughs> all right so uh sit what's for dinner
1: Morningstar bacon sandwiches Morningstar star is veggie products, so it's veggie bacon which we both love oh, they're very good and toast it's not really you
0: can't say the word bacon though that's what it is oh is it yeah it's bacon do they actually bacon still use the strips. word bacon in the-
1: mm-hmm. huh excuse me that I seems f- a bit I odd what it says on the box itself but yeah um and I got some sweet potato seasoned curly fries. They were on sale. And we got some Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brussels
0: sprouts less, are exceptional and we don't some eat them enough.
1: Earth Balance melted on them. That'd be good. And I got some High V made M&M cookies, which are nice and soft. They were on sale as well. I was on a sale kick today. And as for my advice, what did I put? We do not all think the same. We do not all think the same. I don't know if that's enough of an advice. That's true. Um, That's true. (laughs) Just like your approach to the movie game. You think, Ugh, it'll take me two seconds. Therefore, it'll take you two seconds. That is incorrect. I accept the fact that you handle some things with more ease than I do. I have no problem with that. You do not seem to bridge that gap and go, Oh, well, maybe the way she is doesn't sync up with the way I am. Like, I don't think... The same way you do. And this goes to everything Oh, I know that. Yeah, but you just, just... When you say things like... When I say I'm confused about the movie... And you go, it's not confusing. Well, then you're actually no, saying... No, I said it's not... Co- yeah. Tell
0: me what you're confused about.
1: No, you I want said, to understand what you're confused about. There's, not there's nothing confusing about it. So then you're implying... Or I'm inferring... Then, like, I'm an idiot. Because you get it and I don't.
0: Do you uh, smoke drugs?
1: That's a question. Because... It's just the way you think about things that's different. So when you apply it to everything, at work, in your family, with your friends, with the clerk at the grocery store, like, you just never know when you're saying something and presenting it to someone, that they're, the way they actually view the world, or the way they approach things, sometimes that's what's so frustrating when you're dealing with people, even people you love. Let's be honest, we're together a lot. We approach things very, very differently differently. It can be frustrating when you don't. And I'm gonna say this in a way that makes me sound really egotistical, but when you don't realize that I'm right about something. But you hardly ever. When I'm right. really, I'm right almost all the time. No, hardly ever. No, I'm right almost all the That's time. That's what you think. No, I actually am, and I will say. I don't know about that, or I don't know anything on this subject, or I'm not sure about that, I'm or just, let me look it up. I'm just
0: joking by saying you're not. Right. Yeah, but
1: I don't find that funny, and <laughs> of other course, things, of right? Because we also, you know, that's another thing of thinking. I don't have
0: a sense of humor.
1: I don't have a very <laughs> acute sense of. Oh no, you know what? I don't have a very dull sense of humor. You do A lot have of it. people do. A dull sense of humor means you'll just chuckle and guffaw and think everything's funny, even idiot, stupid stuff. I don't have that. Mine's quite
0: Hey, I've heard you acute. laughing at um, Mary Tyler Moore's show. Like, ah!
1: Oh! That's <laughs> not stupid.
0: I didn't say it was stupid. I'm saying I've heard you laughing.
1: I do laugh. I didn't say I don't laugh. I said no. I also don't laugh at stupid things.
0: Right. And by
1: stupid, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Hurtful. Stupid hoaxes. Stupid phone calls. Shit like that. Like humiliating people. Making fun of people. Jokes that make fun of people. Prank phone calls. Jackass stuff. Any of that stuff. It isn't funny. And that's not me saying it isn't funny. It actually isn't funny. If you laugh at it, it's because you're kind of an idiot.
0: Well, I like no jackass.
1: Offense. I know. And I don't think you're an idiot. I don't think
0: it's funny. I'm just always bemused that some people would do that kind of stuff.
1: It doesn't make you're me you entertained laugh. by it.
0: Yeah, but I'm, it's more about like, oh my god. And I don't think you are I know
1: doing. you're not an idiot overall. So then I have to think, well the way he thinks about things is different. Here's another example. When we were talking about the prank calls the other day and I said, Yeah but you know, the person on the other end of the line is a person. Like in that moment, and I give an example, if I was at work at my job and I take some help desk calls and I work in a government agency where if something if someone calls me with an emergency, it can be life and death. I deal with certain agencies where my reaction to a situation, right, if I'm not quick enough or I don't have the right answer or I don't get the right people to help, can cause an actual safety issue on the other end of the problem. If some dickhead calls me up pretending because they think it's funny to put on some kind of voice or put on some kind of situation that distracts me or takes my time or tries to make me look like a fool because they're laughing their ass off on the other end... Okay, my life is being impacted by an idiot because he thinks it's funny. He slash she could be a woman, could be a girl. So I think I put that on to other prank calls. Well, the person who's answering the phone call, whether they're working at Denny's or Hardee's or McDonald's or some snotty store where you want to call them up and make them sound like a snot or a racist or whatever you're trying to do to call them out and make them look stupid on the phone. Obviously, recording it for radio or whatever, that's a person Right, you could be ruining their day. You could be getting them fired. You can make them feel really shitty about themselves. You can make them feel you don't know them. You could be crushing their, you know, you don't know. And you said, "Well, don't tell me that, because then I won't have any fun when I'm enjoying them." I was
0: just joking with you. No, you weren't. Yeah, was well, I was I was just saying like.
1: No, you are seriously. I'm saying that when that if I introduce that idea to you, you don't want to have to think about someone I was giving you an example. That
0: Ricky Gervais, uh, I really like his comedy and you were saying he's mean-spirited.
1: I didn't say he was mean-spirited at all. Yeah, you know, don't
0: you don't agree with his comedy.
1: I didn't say that. Hey, did. No, you're... I didn't. I did not say I don't agree with him. I did not say I think he's mean-spirited. I said that some of the things he says, I don't understand why it's acceptable. That doesn't mean I don't but also I, but find it funny. But you not
0: you know why he's saying stuff cuz he's saying it's ironic his comedy. He will say like, something about disabled people, but he's not being rude to disabled people. He's he is not. Niggling However, niggling at the people who would be offended by it. But
1: them. he thinks, okay, then that's an unfair thing to do too, because he thinks his way. So then, a father of someone. Who, but you, you're in hard reference, to think whatever way you want, right? I know. I'm saying everyone thinks different. Right. So he thinks that, but remember from his latest show a father of a son who actually has learning disabilities was very upset about the new show that he's making because it makes people in that position look like the fool or make them look incompetent make and it made him feel bad because his son had had so many difficulties That's because that father thinks about that issue a whole different way. Now, I have no problem with that. It doesn't depress me. It doesn't bring me down. It makes me aware of my fellow humans and that if I am intentionally mean-spirited, which I don't think a lot of what he does is, but I think other comedians and things like that are, if it stops me from doing that thing because I'm thinking of someone else's feelings... And at the end of it, I'm just not going to get a chuckle out of it or I'm not going to get five minutes of entertainment to spare someone's feelings. That isn't not having a sense of humor. Like you would say, well, don't tell me that because then I won't enjoy it anymore. I'll be thinking, oh, poor person on the other end is going to feel bad. What's wrong with that? That's my way of thinking. So I don't overthink it. That's actually my approach to it. So then your way of thinking about it is, you present me with this funny thing, I'm going to laugh, that's it. No, No, deeper. That, is not,
0: no that is not it, because I don't laugh at most things.
1: No, I mean, laugh as in, like Sasha Baron Cohen.
0: You say, oh, this is a comedy, and I laugh at it.
1: No, I don't mean that, like Sasha Baron Cohen. You you do laugh and find it funny, a lot of what he does. Right. And that's it. You want to take it for the face value. He's making these guys look like idiots, because you've decided that they're racist and they're jerks, so it's okay to make fun of them and make them look like assholes ha ha ha, and then you move on. I'm thinking, yeah, I agree. They do look like assholes. They're also people. And I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I have the place in uh, in the world to decide it's okay to pick and choose who gets to be humiliated and their feelings get hurt so that I can have one minute of entertainment. Now, that doesn't bring me down I still laugh and enjoy all kinds of things that are inappropriate and all that but my approach is different the way I think about it is different but when you said what you did about well like, like I was infecting you with this downer attitude you know what I'm saying and I'm thinking why would I why would you care how I approach it I don't I was joking with you but you weren't you were very serious when you said well I don't want to think about it that way no I was not you were
0: I was not serious though I know what I was thinking
1: why would you say that
0: Because I was saying it to be sarcastic. Like, it was a joke. What do you mean? The way I said it.
1: No, you didn't. You said very... You said, well, don't tell me that. No, I was being
0: funny. I was like, I don't want to approach things like that because uh, I would never laugh at anything.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what you said. And I was like, well, if that's what you think Yeah, but it was just a
0: cough-the-cough remark. It was not a deep, meaningful remark.
1: But you weren't joking.
0: Yeah, I was. It was semi, like, in jest. Like...
1: Right, well, like, that kind like, of came off like, oh, well, I don't see it as a joke, see? I don't see it as a joke. Well, there you go. Pro- case closed. <laughs> For what point, do you mean? Point, like, no, that proves my point. You think so differently that that kind of comment... Then I'm thinking, well, how does he really approach things then? He really doesn't want to be reminded of people's feelings? But I know that's not you, so that was like... No, that's not tr- yeah, Exactly. I,
0: no, I was just saying, like... <laughs> like I, yeah, I was just joking, like, it.
1: not... F- I had no indication that it was a joke whatsoever. Right, and you don't a lot of the time.
0: Because <laughs> I, you know, my sense of... Humor so you were
1: being sarcastic, sarcastic to make me look, what, No, saying? I wasn't,
0: I was just saying, well, if I looked at everything that way, I would never enjoy anything.
1: Right, and I had just explained to you that that is how I look at everything. So were you thinking, I don't enjoy anything?
0: I wasn't thinking about you, I was just thinking, if uh, okay, let me think about things that way. Well, I, I I couldn't enjoy Ricky Gervais because, of course, he's hurting people. Couldn't enjoy, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen because, of course, he gets rubs people up the wrong way and they have a bad day because of him. So I was thinking, if I think of it that way, I can't enjoy any of those things, right?
1: Right. But that's sincere. If you really did think of it that way, you wouldn't enjoy them. So I don't see this, the the joke there, but that's my point we all think so different and not only that we put it out there that when I disagree with you constantly I, I really disagree with you on things and I will say it I don't have a problem saying it sometimes it's not worth the effort so I don't bother but I will most of the time say oh, I don't think so or I don't agree with that um, because you know that's how we are we gotta we just think different you might be able to change my mind about well that's your quote think to yourself because uh,
0: yeah, like, exactly. we all think different we all think our own way I. Some things are acceptable to one, some things are not to another. That, and
1: some things are just generally not acceptable, but who's to decide?
0: I don't know. Exactly. The censors.
1: The no, they're not in a position in humanity they to do decide. Guess, in a way. They don't censor me in my house.
0: No, I'm talking about, like, they censor, for instance, they censor a movie, don't they? You don't see the version that the director intended because... Somebody sat in the middle and said Mm, don't think anybody would like that part so take that bit out so there is somebody sat there or politicians or whatever cover things up sometimes because they don't think people can handle it mm. or somebody is uh, censoring everything right I mean or sitting in the middle changing the
1: hmm
0: maybe not in everything not in what you say
1: exactly that's only up to but me but
0: things are being manipulated in other ways okay
1: <laughs> anything it. else that's it think you for yourself
0: <laughs> alright so let me remind you about our websites dot uh, sit.com you can catch us on twitter facebook xbox live youtube you can catch this podcast on the itunes music store the zune marketplace or the rss uh, feed just go to com, click on the word podcast subscribe i was going to say rate but i don't care if you rate if you want or don't rate uh, email feedback at aschooling, com. do email Sid Talk. She does not like you.
1: That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. If I got to know you and didn't like you, then that's a first statement.
0: And um, stay classy, Mr. Jason Bourne. Or what's this guy called again? Aaron Cross. Aaron Cross. I keep thinking he's called Aaron Carter. Is that somebody else? John Carter and Aaron Cross mixed together? Aaron Cross. I hope we see the continuing adventures of Aaron Cross because I do think there is more to be said.
1: Or anything with Jeremy Renner would be fine. And I'm going to say, first of all, people must think, oh my God, what it must be like to be married to her. And second of all, I will say, think for yourselves or someone will do it for you. (laughs)